You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Life's so full on. I've been working on this deck for ages. These steaks don't cook themselves, you know. Life's good with a Trex deck. Composite decking made from 95% recycled materials that won't rot, stain or fade. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Local type out. Well, Bloody the Crow's been really good, really consistent the last three weeks. Uh, they had the bad Hawthorne game, but the rest has been pretty good. And you love what you saw against Carlton. You were yeah. there live. Yeah. And I think to go over to West Coast and, and beat them there any time, uh, considering it was Josh Kennedy's last game, he kicks eight goals and... They still lose would be a, a feather in the Adelaide Crows um, cap. They certainly look settled, more settled. Yes, they do. Let's welcome their assistant coach, Scotty Burns. Scott, thanks for your time. And, um, yeah, last two or three weeks, very good. I know you've been saying all year you're on the right track, but we're certainly seeing some good signs. It's pleasing because even though you, you believe and you think we're on the right track, it's, it's nice to get some results sometimes to give the boys a little bit of confidence and, um, put a smile on their face, but no doubt the, the members and supporters as well. They've been they've been sticking fat, and it's just pleasing for them to to see the work um, accumulate to those few wins over the last couple of weeks. And you look like you are settled. Uh, not a lot of changes. I know you got a couple that could perhaps come in. Phil Thorpe, uh, Rochelle's been hurt, but uh, all in all, you've been able to settle the the back line. The forward line looks quite settled. So all well and good. Yeah, yeah, it's pleasing to get a bit of um, chemistry and a bit of synergy between not only in your line, but between the 18 that are out there uh, at any given time. And um, there was probably a period there through the middle of the year there was there was three to four changes most weeks, whether it was an eagle or, or a bit of form, um, not quite being up to scratch. So, yeah, it's, it's been really pleasing. And it's the other thing that's been... Um, that everyone's been quite happy about too is, is some of the, those younger players just showing signs from week to week and being, up, being able to stand up in those bigger pressure games, which we've definitely had over the last couple of weeks. There's no doubt about that, Scotty. I just, uh, I, I mean, McCadam, I thought, played his best game for the club last week. I thought he was fantastic. Now, Murphy, we know, have been around. Fogarty's really grown this season. Berry, Hinge, Shaligo and Worrell. I mean, they're all starting to contribute much more than four out of ten. It's like five, six out of ten. Yeah, we know, Bloody. There's a, there's a period, and David, too, there's a period in your career where you, um, you play those early games and you're feeling, geez, I'm... I feel like a little bit of duck out of water. These mm. blokes are a little bit bigger and a little bit stronger. Then all of a sudden, the penny can drop for you. Um, and sometimes that's... Look, it might only be two or three games for a Sam Walsh or Chris Judd and uh, for a few other players, for the normal players that, that slowly build into an AFL career. It can be two to three seasons. So it's been really pleased. And the other thing we we have to remember with, with some of these younger players, especially the Victorians like Barry and Saligo, they... They missed a whole year of footy there um, two years ago because of um, yeah. because of COVID. So they're, they're still um, developing in, in so many areas, but it's been really pleasing to see their, their acceleration um, over the last six months. And you, you mentioned Hingey. Hingey's been... I know Brisbane were reluctant. They, they would have liked Hingey to stay up there, but um, you know he was emergency there for quite a fair bit the last year he was there. And he's a little bit older than the other boys, but um, he certainly had a bit of speed and... Certainly aggression. He's, he's been terrific in some aerial and ground ball contests um, that we've been really pleased with. And he, he can go back as well, so he's got a few strings to his mm. bow. Tell us about Josh Worrell. He looks ready-made. He's a beautiful size, a lovely kick. Left footer helps as well. Um, he, he looks like he's 
he just belongs, Scott. And um, we bloody know we're saying if if he can hold down that spot, you've got uh, Tommy Duda that can perhaps even go further up the ground, whether it be in the forward line, midfield, anywhere. So it gives you options. Yeah, well, well, Joshy was um, he was definitely one. He, he played last year, and he probably wasn't quite ready to play AFL football. We gave him the taste, and the, look, it wasn't a fantastic game. It was that wet slippery game at, mm. uh, in Cairns against St Kilda and he came away from that going yeah geez, I didn't realise how bigger and fitter that the boys are at this next level so he had to go away and work on a few things his, <clears throat> his improvement really started from the end of the season last year when his professionalism probably went up to another level in terms of his fitness, his diet, all those little things that you need to to make sure you, you're dotting the I's and crossing the T's to play consistent football at this level so that's where it started um, it was hard for him because he was playing some terrific football but didn't quite get the opportunity in the first half of the season. But what it did allow was for him to really start um, owning games or dominating games underneath at SNFL level and not just one week and then being a little bit inconsistent for the next week or two. He was putting it together for uh, four to five weeks in a row. and um, So that, that development and his ability to stick to his task has been fantastic for him. And so it's, it's no surprise that when he has come in, he's, he's played some, some pretty solid football for us. Yeah, I'll say. I, I'm going to get on a little hobby horse I've got here, mate. Um, I know you've got some defenders, but Elliot Himmelberg's 200 centimetres. Just every now and again, you look to me, you need a bigger one at the back. I mean, Butts and Murray have done a really good job for, for this latter part of the year. But any thought of ever putting him behind the ball? And it's, I mean, your role, you could actually nominate that to, to Nixie, couldn't you? No, we have, we have thought about it. We have discussed things at certain times, but uh, we've probably done that um, bloody with Billy um, Frampton in terms of the one to come back and he's like Billy we talk about um, Worrell underneath but Billy Frampton and Benny Davis have absolutely dominated SNFL football this year um, behind the ball but it has been brought up but um, what we believe Easy um, is very good at as well is being a second ruck so yeah. when Riley's not there as he has been he's been injured he, he certainly helps and supports us in that area Walker and Smith two weeks ago were two of your better players they probably had their quietest game for the year last week, and yet you still won. What pleased you most about the last couple of wins? Different type, but um, what have you seen the last fortnight, Scotty? Well, the pleasing thing for us against Carlton the week before was putting the four quarters together. Um, you know, we, we played Sydney the week before that and obviously had a poor start, but the last three quarters were very solid, and yep. it was pleasing to take that into the game for four quarters. Um, you know, Carlton had a lot to play for. They were coming pretty aggressively, pretty hard. Um, we changed a couple of things around with Keezy with that role Sard and we had our young fellas on ball, and um, yeah, it was pleased. Smithy was the one who, who really controlled the game behind the ball on that particular occasion. What pleased me this week, though, was I think you briefly um, touched on it. There's a sense that this was Kennedy's last game, 50,000 crowd there, haven't had a great year, and they came to play. Like that, that noise um, that was being generated at that stadium was just bouncing off the roof and back down at the players. and when you're talking about your senior players, a couple of senior players having a bit quieter games, for our younger fellas to stand up, especially when they kick the first two goals <clears throat> within a minute of the last quarter to get within six points of us was um, a terrific effort um, to have that composure. And it's it's probably a, a win that is probably being dismissed a little bit, um, I think, anyway, in, in the football world. because it, And as it should be, it should be on Kennedy with his eight mm. goals. But the actual win from that group was... I think that's nearly the best win we've had. To be able to do that in the States, um, with them coming as hard um, as they were against us, and it's not the West Coast team that was playing round five and six. The West Coast team, if you look at that midfield and that forward line, there's a lot of um, A-grade players in that yeah. team. 
when you look at the forward line, I, I love the mix there, Scott. You've got Fogarty, you know, you've, you've persevered with him and he's certainly paying that back in spades. You've got the X factors in Walker and McAdam and then you've got the pressure of Murphy McHenry and it uh, just seems to be gelling at the moment. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's they're, they're going really well. We've we've probably um, simplified a few things for everyone, which has, has made it a little bit easier. Um, look, it was really pleasing that little Nettie finished his goals. You know, he got those on the weekend. His his two two goals, and I thought um, Murphy's kicking on the weekend was fantastic. Yep. He certainly um, set some players up, which was really important for us. And um, even his first game back, I think he he kicked three goals, Murph, a month or so ago. So he's He's really playing a role that's important, um, and it is. It's it's quite exciting to the point now where um, if we get any flow on the ball or any ball hits the deck 60 metres out from goal, then you, you think that something's got to happen. And, um, you know, I talked about the wind maybe being a little bit underrated, but for me, we, we talk about Tex and Fogg a bit. Shane McAdam is just an absolute star when he's up and going, and he is an excitement machine. Yeah, I gave him a vote, actually. I thought I thought he was terrific. I thought he was the best game he played for the club. Hey, Saligo... Uh, he had 14 touches. Some of his kicking around the corner to a teammate under pressure, I thought was sensational. Three or four times he just gave the team the balance you needed just to bide some time for somebody. Yeah. You know, Bobby, when we sit as coaches and you're sitting in the stand you're, or you're sitting at home, you just, or you, or you commentate when you're watching a player like that, is he just gets it, doesn't he? He just yeah. sees it. So that's a, that's a hard thing to coach. Our recruiters, they were all over him. Um, they were sending some vision over to the coaches last year and, and being a little bit sly about it and just asking an opinion and they, they loved him so it, it's it's a fantastic pick up they're absolutely wrapped he was still there at that point in time um, and he's just there's not much of him yet he certainly will fill out but geez he's a competitor as well there was a terrific 1v1 um, on the weekend I think it was against Liam Duggan and he came in hard and low and hit him and, and gave a great uh, handball receive to one of our players for us to get out of that area and um, yeah, he, he's really. It, it's really something we probably needed. We were spoken about earlier in the year in terms of our connection and our and our kicking, just to get the ball in our hands and find that mark. And mm. the other little fella up the other end, in Paddy Parnell, he's he's offering that as well. Whether it's left foot or right foot, he can twist and turn and just set his um, teammates up um, to make sure that we we get those uncontested marks and then we can um, set the ground up how we want it. Yeah, I think Saligo looks a future star. Chase Jones is playing more consistently. You touched on McHenry before. Uh, he's kamikaze. I mean, sometimes. Uh, He's just going to knock himself out. He may. Does he need to be a bit more aware at times, Scott? I know he causes chaos, and that's. Uh, and he did kick a couple of goals, but the amount of times he goes in head first and gets smashed every game. I mean, I, as I said to Blight, if he was six foot four, he'd kill someone. Yeah, the thing is, Nettie though, he just keeps getting up, doesn't he? <laughs> he just keeps bouncing up at this stage. So yeah, it's. Um... It's something that's no doubt we look at and we work with them all the time, the boys, just how to protect themselves and, and to be smart. But I think with Nettie's played 50-odd games, we'd, we'd be hoping that um, when you start getting to that 80 to 120, especially in that bracket of games played, then you, you're really assessing when you need to go absolutely flat out and when you need to just maybe sit back and, and uh, make sure your, your teammates um, doing the job that's required of him. So, yeah, he's... But we love that about him too. Um, he, you know, there's, once I said, there's, we obviously know he's, he's not... Uh, a huge man, Nettie, but he will fly in the air too to spoil or bring the ball to ground, um, even if it is against an opposition ruckman or opposition key defender. So he does a lot of things that are pretty important for us, um, holding the ball in our forward 50 or, yep. or giving opportunities to other boys at ground level. Scotty, I've got to ask you the question. I mean, I mean the camp and all that. I mean, we've just heard uh, John Olsen talk uh, early in the day and I, d- I thought Matthew Nix handled it really well after the game when he just said, well, look, yes, 
we've taken notice of it. That was then. This is now. This is a whole different group. And, and we haven't really talked about it because it's not the issue with this group going around now. No, no. I mean, we still have to address it to a point and, and understand it. Um, absolutely. But, yeah, Nick, Nixie, yeah, he did. He, he speaks very well um, on a range of topics when, when he's um, questioned with certain things. And I, uh, it's hard to, to comment on it, body because none of the assistant coaches were here or yes. senior coaches or development yes. coaches. And we've been through it all, you know, CEO, um, footy manager, high performance, strength and conditioning, welfare, HR, like this been a massive change of of, uh, of people so to us it's all we've got no idea we first heard it at probably other clubs or in, in other different um in other different jobs but we can only comment on what's happening now in a sense of to the Adelaide people is that you know i've been involved in a few clubs obviously as player and coach and there is a terrific environment at this place and um, we, we do, like Nixie says, we will prioritise people. So players, staff, coaches, we've got terrific relationships with one another and we want to be in each other's company. And, and I hope that what you've seen over the last um, month or so, especially the last two weeks, that, that people are starting to, to, to see that. Um, once again, we don't want to ignore what did happen because mm. it did, but um, it's just really pleasing that with everything that, that happened over the last week or so, you can see um, from the current playing group and coaches that we can put out a performance like we did at SANFL level where we won by 40 odd points and, and to go to Perth and knock off the Eagles with um, JK playing his last game was, it just says how tight and how connected we are. I find it a tough one Scott when you get two of your leaders Walker and Sloan saying they took so much out of a camp. You can't please everyone at the camp you've probably been on some yourself where you either like certain things or not. This is where it makes it so difficult and it's also hard to apologise for something that happened four years ago. You can come out and apologise but that's really not, the, like you say, the people weren't there at the time. So it really is a tough one. Hopefully uh, all the apologies can get out of the way and everyone can move on. Yeah, yeah, but we just sort of make sure that um, we're doing it the right way as well, that's all. So yeah, it's, it is a really difficult one. Um, I don't know too much about it other, other than what I've read and heard as well. So I I'm a little bit careful whether to explore it too much with the people that were here. Um, but, yeah, there's obviously some people that um, it certainly affected them. Now, on a positive note, North Melbourne and the Crows to end the year. I mean, it'd be great if you win your last four and you've got every chance. Yeah, well, I mean, we've got a six-day turnaround from, from Perth. So this is just uh, this week we've got to make sure we freshen the boys up and um, keep him hungry because you can see that contest and I think Bloody you did mention it even going back to the Collingwood the Melbourne games we've been up for quite a while we're, mm. we were down against Hawthorne but it's they've been up and played a pretty consistent hard brand of football contested brand of football um, for quite a while so this is up to us as, as coaches and fitness staff now to make sure we we keep them fresh and, and we, we keep it pretty simple this week so they're ready to perform on Saturday. So that's the first one. Um, we also don't think it, um, I don't think we're in a position as a, as a club or a team right now to think too far ahead. So it's just a matter of, um, you know, we've been really pleased. We've been really pleased with the last 11 quarters of footy. Let's, let's make that 15. Great stuff. Thanks for your time, Scott. No worries. Thanks, lads. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Maccas, together and loving it. TNCs apply.